This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. But what happened for me was that I felt that I had just, I was caught. I just couldn't progress in my career. And a big part of that for me was being authentic and real. And not being out meant that I was hiding something about myself. But that's against my nature. Being my true and and authentic self is who I am. That was Sarah Kate Ellis. And from personal experience, she knows how crucial it is to accept people for who they are. It's knowledge that has served her well in her professional life as president and CEO of GLAAD, the nonprofit that works to accelerate acceptance of the LGBTQ community. I'm Milan Verveer, and this is Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. We are bringing you 100 of the world's most inspiring and history-making women you need to hear. A former media executive who previously held positions at magazines such as Real Simple and InStyle, Sarah Kate Ellis has led GLAAD since 2014. Under her leadership, the nonprofit has fostered greater inclusion and more positive portrayals of LGBTQ people throughout the culture. Listen and learn why Sarah Kate Ellis is one of Seneca's 100 women to hear. I'm speaking today to Sarah Kate Ellis, the president and CEO of GLAAD. Sarah Kate, it's delightful to have you with us. Thanks for having me. We're now in Pride Month, and this must be such a busy time for you and your colleagues. What does this month mean to you personally? It is a busy month, um, which I think is a good thing. So for me personally, it it's, takes on two, a twofold. Um, one is that it is a time for us to have joy and celebration and to acknowledge how far we've come. And then secondly, 
it's a time to pause and look at where we are and how much work we have ahead of ourselves. Um, we've had some real big setbacks this year for the LGBTQ community. And this is a moment where we get to assess that and see how to move forward. Well, the celebration part was certainly in evidence these past days when uh, the parades were taking place and all the celebratory activities were occurring. Tell us briefly, what does GLAD do? What, what is its mission exactly? So GLAD is the LGBTQ advocacy organization, and we work globally and in the United States. Uh, we're based in the United States. Um, and our job is to shift culture um, and hold accountable anyone who creates culture. And so culture used to, when we started out 37 years ago, believe it or not, it used to be created out of two main places. One was Hollywood and the other one was um, news and journalism in New York. And we would really were a watchdog around the AIDS crisis for news and journalism. And then in Hollywood, we we acted as lobbyists, for lack of a better word, where we were lobbying these creatives to include us in their storytelling, because we knew if we were included in the stories that it would humanize us as a community and help raise our visibility. So you've been at GLAD since 2014, and then in 2018, you launched the GLAD Media Institute uh, to research how LGBTQ people are represented in Hollywood and the media, much of what you've just uh, been talking about. So here we are, 2022. How are LGBTQ people portrayed, and have we made progress from those terrible stereotypes of the past? So at the short answer is we've made great progress. And I like to say that the GLAD Media Institute really works year round to consult on representation in Hollywood. And we work on scripts and casting. We do on-site training. We're embedded in productions. And then we help promote great bodies of work where we know it's fair and accurate for our community. And I'm really, really happy to report that there are more LGBTQ characters on TV than ever before. And they're diverse characters, too. So this year, our annual Where We Are on TV, which is our annual report on um, both television and streaming content, we found that nearly 12% of broadcast scripted TV characters are LGBTQ. Wow. Yeah. And for the first time in history, in our report's history, I should say, lesbians made up the majority of LGBTQ characters on broadcast TV. And this is great, too. LGBTQ people of color outweighed white LGBTQ people. And this has been something that we've been working on for the past, I would say, about five years with Hollywood is about the diversity of our community. Because what we did see early on were a lot of white cis men. And so we've seen Hollywood really change with the times and sort of lead the conversation, if you will, help lead it. We do, though, need to see more transgender and non-binary characters, characters living with HIV and families. Those are the, the, 
the big four, what I call hot spots that I want to make sure that we're seeing more representation in. Because when you think about LGBTQ people in the world today, and you think about even your life, you know people who are LGBTQ at work, in your family, in your community, at every intersection of your life. And that's how I think stories should be being told out of Hollywood, is including LGBTQ people in every intersection of life. And some of those that you are putting greater emphasis on today are clearly being targeted in not good ways. So it could make a difference, hopefully. It will make a difference. And we know that because it's been proven over time that when when there was inclusion of gay and lesbian characters, that that acceptance grew from that. And also, I have recent studies that we did on representation where we found that non-LGBTQ people actually like having LGBTQ inclusion in shows, in media, and in advertising because it helps them grow understanding, which leads to acceptance. Mm -hmm. Sarah-Kate, let's talk about you a little bit. What was your growing up like? Were you a crusader as a child for causes? And maybe you gave some thought at some point to leading a national advocacy organization, or was that just out of the question? <laughs> um, so I grew up on Staten Island, and um, I think I was a crusader as a child just to exist as myself in the culture that I was living in. Um, I didn't realize I was gay until I was in college because I had no exposure. I understood that I didn't fit in and that something was not, I wasn't in the model that I saw everybody else falling into, but I didn't know what that meant. Um, and then as I went to college and I was exposed to LGBTQ people, I was, you know, the light bulb went off, as they say. My first, uh, it's so funny because I just went back to my college, which is Russell Sage College, and I um, got an honorary doctorate, which was really nice, and, and did the commencement speech. Well, congratulations. Um, thank you. It was, it was really pretty amazing. And, and the first protest I ever did was at my college, and it was because they were closing down the Women's Center. And... Um, the funny part about that was not that they were closing down the women's center at a women's college, but <laughs> make sense of that. But was that I knew when we were standing, there was, there might've been 10 of us in front of the women's center with our signs. I knew to call the press. It was in me. I said, this has to be a story to get any traction. So I understood the play of media in activism at an early age. And then my next protest was down in Washington with my mother for Roe v. Wade when that was under fire. And that was in, I want to say that was 93, maybe. But uh, it was a big march on Washington for, for Roe v. Wade. And look where we are today. But I never saw myself leading an advocacy organization, but I would never close my mouth either. So I, I should have seen this coming. Yeah, it all comes together, right? <laughs> Seneca's 100 Women to Hear will be back after this short break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. I understand that the worst advice you ever got was about coming out, uh, and that essentially was not to come out. Can you tell us about that experience and when you did come out, what were the circumstances and how did that make you feel? Yeah, I think the advice, was by someone who's very near and dear to me and loves me a lot and was very concerned at what the culture was like and knew that I had hoped to have a long and big corporate career and saw that me coming out would really hinder that. And that's not wrong, you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, We are talking about you know, in 1996, 97, um, it was a different world then. We, you know, anybody who's a little older knows that it was a much different world. Um, and 
but what happened for me was that I felt that I had just, I was caught. I just couldn't progress in my career. And a big part of that for me was being authentic and real and not being out meant that I was hiding something about myself. And, you know, I hate to use the word, but lying and, and, you know, it's, it's sort of, you're forced into this position where you have to be somewhat untrue, um, because of the situation that you're in, but that's against my nature. Being my true and, and authentic self is who I am. And so I came out, um, I was, I was, I worked in magazine and magazines and publishing and I was starting a new job and I realized I couldn't do it anymore, but it's such a small world. That was such a small world, the magazine industry. So it was like, once you were, um, established as who you were, it wasn't really much room to change it. So this was going to change. This was my third magazine job. I had been at House and Garden, New York Magazine, In Style. And now, so I guess this was my fourth at Real Simple. And so all the people that I was in touch, this was going to eventually make it back to them. Um, And I did it. And you know what? No one flinched and it wasn't a big deal. And from there, I was able to unleash. I feel that it just took so much of that took such a toll that you don't even realize it's taking on you. Mm -hmm. Um, by covering who you truly are, that I just soared from there in my career. So fascinating and so liberating, right? Oh, that's the best word, liberating. That's exactly what it felt like. Well, you wrote a memoir with your wife, Kristen Ellis Henderson, called Times Two, Two Women in Love and the Happy Family They Made. And it tells about how you two came together and created a family with a special twist. What was that? <laughs> yes, I, I would call it a special twist. So my wife and I really wanted to have a family and I had been trying for a while unsuccessfully. So we decided, you know what? We have two ovens. We want a bun. Let's get this going. And she started trying. Um, and on the first month that we both started trying at the same time, we both got pregnant. Oh my. <laughs> yes. So we, um, the babies were born in February and they were born three weeks apart. Um, our one child was born on February 1st and our daughter was born on February 24th. Essentially twins. We call them twins. They've grown up as twins. It's when I meet, you know, people who have carried twins where I tell them the truth. Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want anybody to think that I'm a I'm trying to take credit for doing that because that is that's a big job <laughs> caring twins it surely is and now the two of you have a new book out all moms for young readers can you tell us about that please absolutely so you know everything changes when you have children and you just view the world so differently. And that was one of the reasons where I made the jump from being in publishing and digital to social justice and working at GLAAD was because I wanted to make the world a better place for my kids. One of the things that Kristen and I noticed early on was that there were no books that reflected our family. 
for our kids. And and we were voracious readers. We loved, you know, to make sure that we were always reading to the kids and they loved it. And there was this one book, Mommy, Mama, and Me, that we got that did show the family. And the kids, before they could even talk, would literally fight over this book, pulling oh. it back and forth. So we had to get a few of those copies because, and they couldn't even tell us why, but it was so clear that this is a place that they saw themselves. And so we wanted to make sure that there were other places that, that kids could see themselves. And when I was at, since I started at GLAD, we put together a book publishing deal with Little B Books, which is Simon and Schuster. And one of the books that we just put out, my my wife, we've put out 12 books so far um, with Glad and Little B. And my wife and I just co-authored one ourselves called All Moms, which is really focused on, it's just a love song or a love letter, I should say, to moms and the tireless effort they put into raising their kids. But even not so gendered as moms, but parents, it's about the unconditional love that you give to your kids. And it's funny because my daughter and her girlfriends were in the car and I had some copies in there. And one of them started reading them, reading the book out loud. And when she got to little points in the book that reminded her of her mother, she would say, that's just like my mom. That's just Uh like my mom. And I thought that's exactly what we wanted. We're kids. I mean, these are 13 year olds, but it's still, it, you're still always looking to see yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we've reached that hour where we have to terminate our conversation. But before we do that, I just want to ask you, given all the challenges of today, what makes you optimistic? What gives you hope? Well, I think you have to be uh, wired for optimism to be um, <laughs> In, in your social, business. Yeah, yeah, it just is. But I would say these next generations, Generation Z and Generation Alpha are the ones to watch because they see the world in a whole different way. And I think that, you know, these older generations like myself, we helped pave the way. And now when we hand the baton off to them, they are just going to break it all apart and build it in such a magical inclusive and diverse way that um, I don't even think we could have ever dreamed of. So they give me a tremendous amount of hope and optimism. So well said. Well, thank you, Sarah Kate Ellis. Uh, Thank you for what you're doing to advance social justice through GLAD. Thank you for having me. What a wonderfully positive conversation. Here are three things I took from it. First, Sarah Kate Ellis reveals just how much progress has been made over the years. The stats are eye-opening. GLAD's annual report found that nearly 12% of broadcast scripted TV characters are LGBTQ. And for the first time, lesbians made up the majority of LGBTQ characters on broadcast TV. In addition, LGBTQ people of color outweighed white LGBTQ people. Second, Sarah Kate's life is a lesson in the importance of authenticity. Before she came out, she felt constricted in her career, as if she were living a lie. It took a tremendous toll on her. 
But when she stopped covering up her true self, she experienced a tremendous feeling of liberation and her declaration barely caused a ripple among her colleagues. Finally, Sarah Kate Ellis advises us to put our faith in the future. In Generation Z and Generation Alpha, younger people see the world in a whole different way. When we hand the world to them, she says, they're going to break it all apart and rebuild in a magical, inclusive, and diverse way that we've never even dreamed of. Tune in next week to hear about our next featured woman and discover why she's one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear is a collaboration between the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. Have a great day. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.